from behind, but Moore, with that customary judgment, fine mark. Taylor and Dempse, Dempse in great position, beats in pointless. It's pure footy tonight. We are focusing exclusively on events that have unfolded inside the fence. We'll revisit the 1970s, the sensational 70s, through the eyes of David Dench and Calvin Moore. They occupied the most unnerving position on the ground, full back, in a decade in which players regularly kicked 100 or more goals in a season. Welcome, boys. How were the nerves at the end of your career? <laughs> Shattered. <laughs> These days, blokes, the fullbacks worry about Buddy and not too many others. Every week for you, there was a big name coming up against you, wasn't there? Yeah, I reckon, thinking back, just about every team had a really capable full forward, mm. be him a big name or, or not, you know. Some of the lesser lights are actually, you know, Alan Noon and those guys that aren't sort of spoken about too much, uh, well, they were all pretty pretty formidable opponents. Well, as good as Noonan was, when you compare him with Hudson and Wade and Jezelenko and McKenna and those guys, it was elite company, wasn't it? Well, it was, but the Hudson, McKenna and those guys were renowned for kicking 100-plus goals, but those guys, uh, if you let took your eyes off them and your Simon Beasley's and your Larry Donoghue's. Mm. They would still kick a lot of goals on you, so you had to be on your game every week in, week in and week out. You mentioned McKenna, David. How did you go against him? One day at Arden Street, uh, I think it was 1971 or 2 or 72 something. 72 it was. 72 it mm. was, so you know the outcome. Yeah. So do I and so do you. 11 goals <laughs> he kicked. 11. Now, the dench on you would have sort of uh, not been very happy with that and might have remonstrated a bit with McKenna along the way. Did you do that? Well, no, I didn't want to give him any more free kicks in front of goal, but he kicked 11 straight. None out of bounds, no points. He only had 11 kicks and kicked 11 goals. <laughs> Here are the highlights of Macca. My memory of him was he was tall and lean and very quick on the lead and a beautiful kick. Very good kick. He d didn't miss many, you know, anywhere 50, 60 metres out. Nine times out of ten, he would kick a goal. But then he had some fantastic players up the field, the two Richardson brothers, Tati, Barry Price, that not drop punts, they would be kicking stab passes to, you know, hitting him on the chest. So yeah. he had a lot of opportunity but, and he was quick off the mark. Kelvin, as good as you were, pace wasn't probably your principal asset, was it? I think that was a bit of an optical illusion, actually, <laughs> Mike. Well, it was just the grace in it that I sort of went with. It, it just made it look, you know. So when you were on McKenna, how did you combat the fact that he was so quick? Going back then, there was probably a bit of an advantage. There's only one umpire or maybe two had come in so you could impede his progress a little bit. If, By holding him? Oh, well yeah, that, yeah, I've got to admit to that a few yeah. times. Yeah. But um, yeah I think just positioning and trying to read the play was more the go but he, he was a beautiful kick and that, like, unlike today most of those blokes we spoke about, Doug Wade, Hunter, they hardly ever missed did they? No, do you? Is that, is that a romantic view of the time or true? Oh, it's true. I mean, yeah, McKenna hardly ever missed. McKenna, and, I concede McKenna, yeah. Um, oh, to my knowledge, I didn't say Doug Wade didn't miss too many mm. and I was glad Hutto was up the other end, but, I mean, he, he didn't miss too many either. See, these days, if someone were kicking two or three goals in a hurry, there's a bloke thrown back. They double-team him uh, and they just congest the area. When someone got a hold of you two... What was the tactic? Did you just stay there and just sort of did your best? Well, you just had to hope and rely on your teammates up the field that they start to put pressure on the uh, players getting the ball out of the centre. And I think that's what proved over the years, like 1972, that particular year, we won one game. You were captain. 
And then from then on, we as a club started to win games and we got a better size. There was more pressure on the ball mm. coming out of the centre. What do you think today, you two, when you're watching the football, someone's coming out of the centre and looks up and there's probably 30 players in front of him? We probably didn't have that luxury, obviously, as David has said, of having that, the numbers pushed back because I, I think half the bikes don't even play on an opponent anymore mm. and they roll around so you don't know who kicked the goal. And, it would have been beautiful if they had to run off when they kicked a goal in the end, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off, off for a, a rest on the bench or something. Yeah, yeah. Denshi, you mentioned 72. You were captain of North Melbourne. Uh, there was You were 20 years of age that year. But I turned 21 in that year. In, in August yes. of that year. Yeah. yeah. It's inconceivable to me now to think that someone could be captain of an AFL team at 20. On hindsight, and then when Barry Davis came in, I learned so much from Barry from the experience that he had that, uh, yeah, I was probably too young at that stage, but then they looked around, you know, who else were they, did they have to uh, appoint? We'd had a few captains, I think, two or three each year before that. Well, how did you deal with the older blokes? There would have been blokes eight and ten years older than you at that Look, time. Look, I, I was lucky in that stage that uh, they did respect me, I respected them, and I think you, you try and put your results out on the field and you lead by example. You two mm. played in nine grand finals in the 70s. You had five, Denshi, and four for you, Kel. Amazing to think that through that decade, you were sort of almost permanent fixtures on grand final day. Yeah, well, we had night competitions too during yeah. the week, and we seemed to be every... seemed like every two or three weeks we're playing north in one game, one sort of well, we series played, or another, you yeah. know. We played during that night competition over at Adelaide. Uh, Woodville too, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that night yeah. competition where you guys... So, played. yeah, well, we were... We had a fairly good... Um, uh, I was going to say camaraderie. It was fairly... Well, it was much we were, more social then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, after games, I, I knew Dave fairly well and a few, a few of the other guys and Malcolm Blight and those particular guys you get to know because you had an aftermatch and things like that in those days. Blighty sit on your head ever? <sighs> yeah, probably everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't because you were very good over overhead, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I pride myself on being pretty good overhead. Did anyone sort of rip into you? I think Hutto, in a state game... Victoria Tasmania. Yes, yeah. he kicked um, he kicked seven from me, and um, I thought I'd going pretty well. In the uh, by about three quarter time, he only had two or three, which wasn't bad. I mean, we were we were fairly well ahead of him. Then in the last quarter, um, Hardo just got some mysterious free kicks, <laughs> very mysterious, um, and kicked about another four. So he had three, so four. To his credit, a few of them were on the boundary line, and as I said, he didn't miss much, and he, he still steered them through. But um, after the game, he invited myself and my wife, Sue, who was over for the game, to go to his pub for... Have the Granada. Beer, uh, the Granada, and yeah. have, have some dinner. So, uh, which we accepted. We went down there, and... Um, I was sitting at his table, thought, I'll go and get some drinks, so I went over to the bar, and... I looked at the barman, he looks familiar, until I twigged that the bar manager was actually the umpire who was given Hudson all the free kicks. So he's looking after his employment uh, out on the field as well. So, so you're playing the best full forward in the game and the umpire. Yeah. Well, yes, particularly in the last quarter. Denji, was there one full forward that you knew when you were coming up to play against them that really worried you? I was pleased in 1973 when Doug Wade came to North Melbourne. He's very quick off the mark, that mm. first 10 metres, and he had a good pair of hands and he had a great kick. 
So he probably the one that worried me the most, and I'm so glad he came to North. Kel? Yeah, look, I've got to agree with um, David there, particularly early days, uh, when he was at Geelong, mainly. Yeah, Doug Wade was always the hardest for me because you're just so strong. He was strong, I understand. But what about those blokes like, you say, a Jezelenko and, and a Blight and those guys who could oh, just yeah, well, fly they, over the top? They were sort of mercurial, weren't they? I yeah. mean, Blight, he went from ruck roving, playing half forward, but then he went to full forward and he became a very good full forward and just hard to contain because he could kick him from anywhere over his head and, and Jez are the same. So the best thing for me that ever happened was Jez going on the back flank because mm. they didn't have to... Uh, Worry about him anymore, but mm. well, and Jez's defensive work was um, was very good as well. You know, a lot of forwards then, if you got the ball, there wasn't much much forward pressure, which they call now. But Jez, um, Jez was probably the one that stood out in that regard. You had contrasting styles, you know, Gentry. You loved to mark the ball and take off, didn't you? That was. No matter who was around you, your natural inclination was to, to run and turn defence into attack. Well, that's the only way I ever knew how to play football, even as a junior coming through the ranks. Uh, early days, I got caught out uh, not getting back quick enough to uh, pick the, the man up again, but uh, after a few uh, berates by Barras at the <laughs> time, uh, we soon fixed that up there. But that's the only way I knew how to play. You, you were feisty, and we know what oh, Barras was like. Did you lock horns with Barras? Certainly did, uh, quite a, quite a few times actually, and I remember one night, um, Brass had sort of we'd had got beaten on the weekend, and he'd given us a hard time right through, and sort of singled a couple of us out, and it's uh, Tuesday night training, and the ground was muddy, and it was a time Brass had had his accident, and he was training in the golf buggy, mm -hmm. and I'd had enough, so I grabbed three or four of the other blokes lifted his buggy up and plonked it in the middle of the Arden Street mud, went in and we turned the lights off and all you could hear was Barras yelling out in the ground. <laughs> so, so he was in the buggy by himself? Yeah, but people heard him. They turned the lights back on and they come and got him. I'd gone home by that stage, but he said I copped it on the Thursday yeah, night. He wouldn't have liked that, would oh, he? Oh, no. no. Oh, but he saw, saw the funny side of it later on, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we paid for it on the Thursday <laughs> night. Kel, you were unflappable, I reckon. You just sort of... Ball had come in, you're exceptionally good over your head, take a mark and just amble back and then kick it up the ground. That was, you were content to stay sort of within 20 metres of goal, weren't you? Yeah, for the majority of, the, of my career, I was probably more, um, more defensive, I suppose, and didn't lack the, probably the attacking uh, side of it that David had. Probably got a little bit more adventurous towards the end, but I think the game was evolving a bit there too, where... There was more running past and getting handball and overlapping and all that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, for the majority, I, I would probably say I was a bit, uh, a bit more on the defensive side. Three premierships for you, two for you, Denchy, both in your team, in your club's team of the century. It's uh, it's been, they've been decorated careers, and you've been told to be very proud of what you've both done. Look, I think if you, you go back, I think as a young kid, the first thing you wanted to do was play a game of in those days VFL football. But to have achieved what I have achieved and what Kelvin achieved, I think I, I, when I retired in '84, I, I looked back and I thought, well, I can't achieve or anything else. I'm, I'm was satisfied. Didn't you think you were prematurely retired in '84? Well, I thought I had another year. Mm. Uh, I did a hamstring at training one night and I missed a week, and then sort of worked on it, and I was 
declared, declared myself fit the following week and Barry Cable came up and said, uh, look, we think you're playing days are behind you. Um, we've had a match committee meeting and um, you'll probably play the rest of the year in the seconds. I looked at him and said, no, I won't. I picked my bag up, went home and retired on the spot. Did you really? Yeah. In anger? <laughs> no, I just, I'm not gonna, I wasn't going to finish my career that particular way. The, the club weren't that happy uh, and where John Kennedy came to North next year as a coach and I was appointed assistant coach to John and he pulled me aside and he said, I want you to play again. Did he really? So I play, I trained over the summer, but having that six, eight months out, my body just wouldn't come up. Especially after having this three, four knee operations, you know, did a lot of work went into maintaining the strength of my leg and the muscles around the knee, they just gone to a certain extent, so I just couldn't come back up. But he wanted me to play again. Did the confrontation with Caves affect your relationship with him? I lost respect for him and I haven't spoken to him since. You haven't spoken to him since? And I won't. And a premiership teammate? I won't. I think one wow. night at a function, he said hello, and I said hello, and that's it. But no. I know you get sick <laughs> of this story about playing on Mark Jackson, but it's a story that brings a smile to everyone's face when we hear it again. Take us through that day when you were playing on him at Princess Park. Let's have a look at the vision first, and then you can pick it up from there. There's Jacko in the number 25, and <laughs> there's you <laughs> wondering what's in front of you. Now, what's he, what does he say? <laughs> tell me what led to that, Cal. Look, to tell you the honest truth, um, I don't know what led to it, to be honest. I mean, there was all that carry on. He had kicked, and this is the truth, this is about the third quarter, I reckon. He'd finally kicked a goal, and um, he's carrying on in my face and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't say anything to him. But then I looked around, and he's doing the donkey kick or whatever he's doing, because I heard the crowd sort of roar. And then in the paper the next day, I think there was a line from him that I said, uh, look, you never make a footballer as long as you... You can say it. ...the yeah. point to yeah. the ground. And um, so I thought that was a pretty good line, so I've just gone <laughs> along with it ever since. <laughs> but I didn't actually so you didn't say, say it. it. No, I didn't say anything to him. No one has behaved on the football field like Jacko did. Were you unnerved by that or did you just sort of dismiss it? I wasn't surprised with a cat, you know, a bloke like him to do something stupid because it continued on actually when he went down to Geelong. Mm. We were playing on him there and he was kissing me boots and carrying on like, really? yeah. But uh, it didn't unnerve me as such. Could he play? He wasn't a bad player. He's a big fella. He's slow, wasn't he? But he was yeah. a good he, kick. He was, a, he was another one who was a good kick. Mm. And um, well, no, but he certainly his, wasn't too big. Over the years, he's kicked, he kicked a few goals during his career, both he at did. Melbourne and Geelong. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you couldn't treat him lightly. Did you play on him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How'd you time. find him? He never had those sort of antics, but he's the only player that I've ever been uh, reported and suspended for hitting. Really? Mm. What led to that? Oh, I can't remember the build-up to it. I actually, I don't even think I hit him, but uh, at that stage, I think I pushed him. But you pushed him. <laughs> I know you're pushed. <laughs> you, um, you were pretty fiery, weren't you? I wouldn't start it, but if somebody wanted to go on with it, yes, I would. Did you see him as fiery, Kel? Well, he's always at the other end of the I ground, that, so I really... Oh, I thought he had a... He was fairly aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell by the way he played, you know, the way he yeah. ran and everything, he was fairly aggressive. But I, I never got any feedback from any of the guys that, oh, geez, Denchy's a bit of a nutcase or, you know, a mean <laughs> man. But, uh, You're a brilliant athlete, Denchy. I mean, I love watching you just surge out of the back line and just uh, actually 
suddenly you... It's because n none of the coaches or whatever you to put me up forward line to kick goals. But I will admit, I, one day I did start at centre-half forward against Essendon, out at Waverley against Ronnie Andrews. That would have been an interesting match-up. Uh, Half-time, Brass said, I can't afford you there anymore. You go back to full-back. I kicked five points and turned a bounce on the full. When you were playing centre forward, yeah, 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 but no goals, yeah. so it pushed me back to well, fullback. Ron, Ronnie was uh, fairly aggressive too, wasn't he at that time? Look, those sort of players never worry me. If they want to get yeah. aggressive, they get aggressive. That's fine. I can too. <laughs> yeah, but but there was there was a few, you know, you would have played on Ricky McQueen and Barney oh, and those yeah, blokes. Yeah. So there was a few, a few um, fairly aggressive blokes around. You you um, w didn't get involved in the stuff much, so, uh, from looking from the press box. You just went out there and played your footy. Unfortunately, I did get rubbed out twice, but I mean, that was... Uh, did you? Yeah. Who'd you hit? Well, Barry Lawrence himself had a bit of a toe-to-toe -to -toe early 71. Um, the goal umpire reported us, we both got a couple of weeks, and then... Uh, Barry Lawrence could go. Yeah, well, he, he was another one who, yeah. you know, he didn't like being grabbed. So. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Andy Wilson. Oh, Andy Wilson from Essendon. Yeah. yeah. But that was really Tuddy's fault because I was on top of Wilson, who I tackled and were going to the ground, and Tuddy's on top of me pulling my mouth around and everything. Yeah. So I I let fly with one. and um, So you decided to hit the little bloke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no use hitting nickels or someone, was it? <laughs> no, that's true. So you were saying I'm aggressive. He's got reported twice. I was only once. played against North Melbourne 40 times, Kel. Did 40. I? Well, I told yeah. you we were there playing in North Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Look, what was the win-loss ratio, do you know? It was pretty good, actually. 26-14. You blessed you blokes with the number of finals you played and how good you were at that time. More so with you, Denshi. You, you came in at the bottom end and then got the, the, uh, the rewards along the way, didn't you? Well, actually, when I started in 68, that's when Sam Kikovic was on fire. Mm -hmm. North were actually in the four at that stage, halfway through the year. And I remember sitting in the grandstand as a you know, young 16-year-old uh, watching North take Richmond apart at the MCG halfway through. I said, geez, I'm never going to get a game here because mm. they were playing well. And then got the opportunity later in the year and uh, was fortunate enough to uh, not look back. What's your favourite John Kennedy memory? I still have visions of John. We were speaking about it before, how he used to like running in the mud and bare feet. And we had to train every Sunday, you know, run or do something. And I always have visions of John. I was coming up Linda Crescent, Glen Ferry and Arden Street were very similar in the middle of winter, you know, muddy was practice with. And I always just see John be running, be running around um, bare feet yeah. in a singlet or something. And just, yeah, just, Going around, so he led by example in that respect. But the potato uh, farmer. Yeah. yeah, I never, I never, um, I never cross words with him like you do with Barrest. I, I, I think we were all, we were all in awe of uh, of Kanga and was. I can't remember anyone. Really no one challenged you. No, no. You always wore long sleeves, didn't you? 
Yeah. yeah. Have you ever packed with Tucky or something, did it you? Was, <laughs> I don't know. It was just a... I just always... Going back when you are a junior, um, I don't think that you... Unless you went and bought one yourself, a short sleeve jump, they always gave you one of the long yeah. sleeves. Yeah. Um, and a, and a, well, it was just habit, really. And um, we had a few um, long sleevers in our side there. Leon Rice. Hutto, yeah. Leon Rice. Yeah. Um, well, there's been a few along the way, a few more. Des Ma. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's no particular reason. But... Barry Richardson kicked five on you in the 74 grand final. That's great, too. <laughs> That's it. But he's just too good for you? We did a great job to get in the grand final and just you don't really get prepared for the the atmosphere and the noise and what have you as you run out onto the ground. And I don't think any of our feet touched the ground at half time. So by that stage, the game was over. But he was a, he was a good footballer. He was a good footballer. And I got to know him really well after that. Mm -hmm. 70, 77, the draw. You kicked two goals. I think I, the... I think I kicked the first goal of the game from fullback. Yeah, so you just ran down the ground? You were just... It was following my man down. Yeah. He was... Uh, going down there, and I got I got in front of him, and just kept running through the through the mm. centre square. And then you were captain of that team. Greggy was out with a knee injury. He did a knee injury yeah. early in the yeah. year. And the replay. They were two great games those in '77. Well, I think we we could have and should have won the drawn grand final against Colin because I think we had something like ten more scoring shots. Arnold Brightus kicked six or seven points yeah. on that yeah. day. In the replay, he kicked six goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's the difference, isn't it? That is. Yeah. So you, you, you've got to kick straight. Yeah. Kel, bloke who played, uh, won a premiership with your old club, Buddy Franklin. He's six foot six, can run like the wind, great below his knees. How would you go playing on him? I probably would have hoped someone else might pick up Franklin, <laughs> to be honest. But there were, some of those blokes were pretty big then, weren't they? I mean... Um, Matt Randell is oh, six foot six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he was a ruckman primarily. Yeah, wasn't he? Quite oh, often, he he over I've played against him at full forward quite a few times. Mm. Larry Donahue. Yeah, um, he's a big boy. Yeah. Simon yeah. Beasley wasn't that short. He was probably six foot four or five. Yeah. Where does, we're talking about the great full forwards of your era. What, where would Frank's, uh, Franklin sit among those blokes? Um, I know he's different. He's different in style. I, I, I don't think we can answer that because we don't. We haven't played against him. I, I think it's hard. He's mm. a great footballer to watch. Kicked, has kicked a lot of goals. Mm. But the game's all so completely different today as to what we played back in the seventies. If he was a bit better overhead, for a, for a bloke that's six foot six, yeah. I, I don't reckon he's a really great overhead. No, or he, he's two, got better. Two, I reckon two biter. Yes, that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. Not, but um, I suppose you have to rank up with him. I mean, another bloke we haven't mentioned is Bernie Quinlan when he went yeah. full forward. Well, did he, did he play? Did you two play on Bernie much? I played on him a few times, and he, I find it really oh. difficult later oh, in yeah. my career. I probably only played on him a couple of times because he was mainly out at centre half forward. Mm, mm. So, but now and then they might have thrown me at the centre half back, or they would put him down at uh, full forward. Probably only three or four times. Outstanding player, Bernie. He was hardly out of, oh. ever out of range. He, yeah, kick, that's yeah, right. he couldn't yeah. let him get a kick because yeah. he could kick it from the centre square or yeah. centre circle. Lee Matthews played a lot of footy at full forward. Did you play on him? I don't think I ever picked him up at full forward, no. Uh, Rossi Henshaw used to always pick him up because they're very similar height and what have you. Didn't Johnny Rantel play on him? At, well, Mopsy would pick him up yeah. too, but Mopsy was mainly on the halfback yeah. flank. So, but Barras would sort of pick horses for courses and whatever. I can't remember ever picking him up a full forward. 
But mind you, his, him and his brother Kelvin fixed me up one day. They, the two of them got me, they sandwiched me. And Did I, thought, they? I, I, I didn't know what had hit me. I thought the bloody freight train coming through from Sydney had got me. They were like two trucks, weren't they? Oh. Kelvin was pretty... He could hurt you, couldn't he? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. both very similar bills. Strong as... Strong so as they boxes. both came from opposite directions? Yeah. And Sandwich. you were in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Actually, Kel was probably a bit more, more solid than Lee, actually. Yeah. It's, uh... it take you a while to get up? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it got up pretty well straight away, but... Uh... Now, I want to ask you about a full forward that you've known for a long, long time. You went to school with him. Jeff Blethen, for a period of time was an outstanding player, wasn't he? Because just his ability to jump and, and mark. Um, he kicked 108 goals one year. Did you did you have difficulty with him? Well, I probably had the insight into Jeff because I went to school with him. Yeah. And I'd played against him. Jeff played a lot of junior football with St Andrews, which was in the Northern Districts competition, which I played for West Coburg. I quite often used to come up against Jeff. I didn't have a lot of uh, problems with Jeff because I knew how to uh, stop him. Which is? Well, he'd like to come in over the top at the yeah. last minute, you take a step back and you'd end up with a free kick as he'd plough straight into your back. Okay, that's pretty simple. Yeah. What about today, Denchy? Do, um, do you like watching North? Do you like watching the modern game? Look, I think I was very disappointed with the game and North, uh, well, the game in general. 10, 15 years ago, you know, when the keeping's off and yep. what have you. But I think the game now is getting back to a little bit more direct football. There's a little bit of aggression in it. And then they're not sort of kicking backwards just for the sake of it. They're there to break it up, keep possession. But I think it's starting to get back to a more direct game of football. Do you like it, Kel? Yeah, look, certain things when... Um you know, it can, can be a little bit annoying. But I think you, you've got to marvel at some of the, the the skills of the guys under real pressure and the quickness that they uh, move the ball on with, you know, handballs and things like that. You you, you follow the Hawks? Yeah, yeah. In, in yeah, yeah. terms of getting uh, involved emotionally with Oh, them? yeah, well, I sue that. You know, I'm screaming at the television and stuff all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. When you, in the decade that you two played, there were guys kicked 100 goals 11 times in that decade. We're never going to see that again, are we? No, I don't think the, that you will, the way the game's played today, because other than your Franklins and my buddy, and there might be one or two others there, there isn't what you call a standout, true, dedicated full forward. You've normally got three or well, four players. Well, that's not I mean, you've got um, Hawkins and, and Buddy and, and Walker in Adelaide. And but they'll play scenario really well. forward. They'll move up the field and what have you. It's not like in our day where you... Hutto, McKenna, uh, McKenna and those guys mm. would actually start in the goal square. Numbers and, back. No, mm. Move everyone up and what have you and they were there on their own. Those guys will head up as far as the centre line. Mm. And so, yeah. Just a couple of bucks that we haven't touched on. Kelvin Templeton. Templeton at Footscray was a brilliant... He was probably the best player in the competition, I reckon. And then Michael Roach, who went on, went on to kick 100 goals with the Tigers. Look, Kelvin was a great full forward and he's one that you had to watch up until he hurt himself, his knee. And I, I believe he overdid the weights yeah. and what have you and he sort of bulked up too uh, much up top, which I think slowed him down a little bit. Up until that stage, till he did his knee, he, he was dangerous. You really had to watch him and he was capable of kicking goals on you if you uh, weren't watching. Yeah, I, I had some a couple of good battles with him, particularly at Footscray. Um then he sort of moved up the centre-half forward mm. a fair bit, didn't he? And mm -hmm. Particularly at Melbourne and that. But, um, yeah, look, he, he was a, 
he was a, a really good full forward, timed his lead, all that sort of stuff. So, well, Roachie, I'm interested in, with you, Roachie was best part of 6-4, quick, covered a lot of ground. How'd you go with him? Oh, well, the same. I mean, they were all, you know, he kicked his fair share of goals on myself. Um, but he was, no, he's a good mark. He's got the, he's one of the ones that stood on me back, stood on my shoulders. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he started on the wing, didn't he? And then he moved to full forward. Yeah. But no, no, look, they were both, both top-class players. Well, it's been great to catch up. I love the sensational 70s, and you two were two of my favourites. Even though you had contrasting styles, I just love watching both of you play. Great to catch up. Pleasure. Thanks, Dinchy. Thank you, Mike. Thanks very much. Thanks, been a Cal. Pleasure. Been a pleasure, Michael. This has been a Fox Sports production. Thanks, David.